Welcome to the Boss in Heels podcast with your host, Lara Nassessian, the podcast that shares the mindset, habits, tools, and tactics of inspiring women. Hi, everyone. This is Lara Nassessian, and welcome to the Boss in Heels podcast, where it is my job to speak with inspirational founders, CEOs, and other world-class performers to tease out their careers, mindset, routines, and more. I'm so beyond thrilled to be here for one seriously special episode. And just to set some context, this episode is actually a dream come true for me. I'm sitting here right now in one of the most out of this world locations, Rosedale Farm, with the one and only Steve Cordoni. And it is a pretty glorious, cold, sunny day here in Orange. And we are just kind of sitting in the most dreamiest living room. Like, I feel like I'm in a movie and it's pretty spectacular. So, who is Steve? Well, it's pretty hard to miss on Instagram, but Steve Cordoni is a world-renowned interior and event stylist known for his impeccable taste, stylistic videos, and ginormous floral arrangements. (laughs) After he was awarded runner-up in Bell Magazine's prestigious Young Interior Designer of the Year Award, should have won, it propelled him towards the world of editorial, where he quickly moved up the ranks to become the magazine style director at large. Steve has worked across a range of areas in the design industry where his talent and expertise has seen him create the most stunning and spectacular events and interiors for both personal and luxury corporate clients. Steve and his partner, Mike, have co-created the most magnificent home here at Rosedale Farm, and it has quickly become one of the most iconic and sophisticated country homes where Steve hosts his sold-out masterclasses and farm stays. Steve has built an incredible online following and presence with currently close to 600,000 Instagram followers who swoon over his masterful creations. It's truly such a joy and privilege to sit down in person here at Rosedale Farm with someone who is not just a creative genius, but also just happens to be one of my favorite human beings. I'm freaking out. (laughs) Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you, my lovely. I'm freaking out. (laughs) I'm seriously so happy to be here. Like it really is such a dream come true for me. And as we were driving up to the gates of Rosedale this morning and coming up to your beautiful property, I could not help but be brought back to that very first time that I came to Rosedale. And I believe it was towards the end of 2020. It was the middle of the pandemic and you were hosting your first ever masterclass. And I remember there being so many restrictions around what we could do at that time and how many people you could have. And I remember there being like something like 20 something tickets that you sold. And I just knew in my body, like I had to be here. (laughs) Like there was a big calling of just like, you need to get there. Like you need to go. And so I remember pulling up and it was pouring with rain that day. It was like torrential rain. But as I was driving up this like long, beautiful tree-lined driveway and like started to see 
the home and like the the majestic like mm. it was like misty and just beautiful <laughs> and dreamy i was like wow like the the photos don't even do this place justice mm, thank you and then i remember when i met you i was like whoa i was just met with like so much warmth so much graciousness so much generosity and in a weird way i was like you almost made me feel like i was just like at home yeah oh that's and sweet. um i wanted to ask you like mm. what is like the driving force behind everything that you have created here at rosedale mm. and you wanting to really like share this with the public and open up your home in the yeah. way that you and mike have you nailed it because it's not so much anything that's tangible and obviously that's a big part of what we've done here but before any of that it's an emotion, mm -hmm. the intangible, the soul of a home, whether it's a country estate or an apartment in the city or a one-bedroom studio, mm. it's always got to have that that soul and the personality of who lives there, what story are they trying to tell. And so for me, when you felt something, even at the front gates, that for me is, you know, that's number one. And then obviously it unfolds and then you kind of move through the house and there's all different things that, you know, are not by chance, you know, it's, it's scent and it's music and it's, and, and all those sort of intangible sensorial sort of mm. things that I want to share with people. And so obviously the design of it is, you know, all very well considered and, and, you know, it's my passion to, to do all of that, but it's, it's definitely for me always about the intangible mm. and, and how someone is feeling within a space. Yeah. I feel like you've really nailed that because I think I may have shared this with you, but yeah. I remember feeling this enormous sense of sensory overload. I was like, <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. know what to look at. I don't know like what I'm listening to, what I'm smelling, like what I'm taking in, but it just yes. feels incredible. Oh, I love that. And you made it that. look so effortless, but you know that there is so much yeah. that has gone on behind the scenes in order to create what you have. Yes. So how do you make it look effortless? Do you know what? I think there's always a driving sort of force to create the most beautiful experience, space, design, dinner moment that I can, you know, even in the everyday because I think there's so much in that, that why can't we just create something special when it's just, you know, Mike and I at home on a Wednesday evening at 6.30 when we're having dinner, like, you know, <laughs> grandpa and grandma. Um, but just those, the, like those everyday things, I think are kind of the small details that I think we're sort of missing. Like, you know, there's lots of big things and we do a lot of amazing big things, you know, we're very fortunate to go on amazing trips and and have, you know, incredible celebrations with families and dinners and all those kind of things. But I live for the small details, I think, um, more and more. As I get older, I think when you're younger, and this is very true of what I used to be like, it was sort of like drive, 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 drive. Ambition, ambition, you know, just keep on going, do more, be more, get more, all of that kind of thing. And now as I'm approaching 40, it's it kind of just completely does a 360 in, mm -hmm. in essence of, the little things, the moments of spending time with my family, nieces and nephews, Mike and I, like it's so rare that mm -hmm. we're together just on the sofa watching a movie or in the car together driving somewhere because we just, we have, you know, this sort of bi-coastal life and 
he's got his job, I've got mine. And so it's just always a lot going on. So the details I, I kind of live for. Um, and that's what brings me joy, I guess. Mm, so. I love that. Mm. I feel like that was one of the biggest things that I really felt was so much detail and you're creating so many little moments in mm. it. So when you mm. actually look at something like Rosedale as a project, right, like it's just this enormous property, this beautiful large scale home, like you've got incredibly high ceilings, like, yeah. but it's actually, there's so much detail and you've created all these little moments everywhere you look, there's something to catch the eye. Mm. And so like, I guess for someone who's like listening, who wants to maybe create a little bit more of this magic in their home yeah. or in the experience of their day-to-day -day life, like how would you advise someone to go about like starting to think about these kinds of things? And this is the thing where I say doesn't have to be a, a six bedroom house. It can be a studio apartment. It can be a terrace. It can be anything. Mm. Always start with what is the intention that you want for that space? Mm. And I always go back to this very basically. And it's, you've done a couple of masterclasses now. You're like the OG <laughs> of the masterclass. I love you. I'm like your like, um, biggest fangirl <laughs> over here, like number one customer. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. It's, it's almost like, and we've had lots of repeat yes. people. You're the OG, like you've yeah. been the most times. Um, <laughs> but it's just nice because you walk, it's almost like welcoming family back to the house, yeah. right? Um, but always start with a, a visual mood board. Mm. It is so basic and it could be even like just a save thing on your files and your phone, or it could be like a Pinterest board or whatever it is, but you will innately find the common thread between those images or the things that you're gravitating towards. So start with that. And then everything else, you just build everything around that. Yeah. Cool. I, you know, for this particular property, I like black, white, monochromatic, lots of different textures. So within that, I still want to make people feel and have lots of different little elements so the eye should never just sit and rest. It should always be traveling around any space. And so even within this room, there's so many sort of textual details and a lot of accessory things, but with the color palette, which is sort of like the next stage from like working out that concept is like the color palette makes you feel a certain way. And it also allows you to kind of introduce all of those textual elements, materiality. And so like in this room, for example, I've got linen, we've got jute, we've got ceramics, we've got marble, we've got brass, we've got gilt, we've got the chandeliers, we've got dark stained timber, we've got rattan, we've got these white walls, linen, cush um, linen you know, curtains. So there's so many different details, but it's not overwhelming because the palette is quite neutral mm. and monochromatic. And so anyone can create a space that feels sort of harmonious and holistic, but you have to start with that kind of first thing of how do I want people to feel and, and what is the concept for this space? Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's a bathroom, if it's a bedroom, if it's a hallway, what is the concept for that particular space? Mm, yeah. So beautiful. It really does. It, it really does immerse you into a whole experience. I feel yeah. like when you come here or whether it's been coming to Rosedale, being part, like in your home or going to a masterclass that's like at another event in yeah. a store, or, you know, something of that <laughs> nature, there's a certain feeling that I feel like you create in these experiences. So it's not just about, oh, just come mm. over, but like even just when we were driving up your driveway today, it's like, I couldn't help but notice you started playing music with the, and the, with 
could hear it as we're coming out of the yeah. car and the, the speakers and the music. And it's yeah. just like, oh my gosh, it's like everything is an experience. You handed me a glass of water earlier and mm. it's like, it's not just a glass of water. It's like got this beautifully, like perfectly cut, a like lemon. lemon. <laughs> is what they're called. I think you're referring to, Lara. <laughs> I think I may be. And um, it's just like everything is so considered. Mm. And so where was the moment that you realized in your life, like maybe yeah. it was like your earliest childhood memory yes. where you were like, oh, this is actually something that I'm good at or I've got yeah. this talent. I don't know if there was a moment. There was probably a few moments across, you know, the the sort of time span of, you know, being younger, then school, then study, then, then career. But I think definitely, you know, my mum was like, always an entertainer, like, you know, big sort of Italian Maltese family where always around family, always entertaining, celebrating every birthday, Christmas, Easter, whatever it was. And so that's been definitely instilled in me from a home perspective. Like my dad is in construction, he's got a building company um, and then mum was interior decorator. So that was all very natural, I guess. Um, and I remember when I was sort of like 15, 14 years old, mum and dad will go out. I would like pull everything out of their lounge room. I think I've probably told you this story before <laughs> and then like restyle it and bring it all in. And it was just something I would do. And like, now that I think about it and I only kind of really thought about it this in the last sort of four or five years that I actually did this cause I kind of forgot. And then it just become part of like the Mastercast story. And, but it just, it, it sets, it sets everything up. Like that's what I do now. Like I move things from room to room in my house, like on a daily, like it's too much. <laughs> Mark was zhuzhing. like, oh my God, the it's like zhuzhing. too much, you know? If I'm feeling creative and inspired, like I need something creative and that outlet, like at least every day, mm. you know, to just, it, it could be even just like moving a vase from there to there or, you know, whatever. But I'm just, my brain, that's how my brain works, mm. you know? So I think definitely growing up, I was inspired by the performing uh performing arts and i did a lot of that when i was growing up so i was i went to mcdonald's school of performing arts on the weekend and i did sort of things from like drama and dance and music and all that kind of stuff and i was very into that and i think a lot of the theatrical emotive kind of response that i want from a space or even doing you know the editorial um coming up through the editorial ranks and 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 depicting trends and creating these beautiful whimsical sets in in a photo studio for so many years with bell um i'd always kind of want to bring in a sense of theater because especially for editorial right you want the you know the the reader to open the pages of a magazine and go boom i get it i get what you're trying to tell me here even at a 2d kind of you know picture I want them to feel something from that. Um, and so that definitely sort of heavily inspired what I do now. And even like with this particular property, like the emotion is like, I want people to feel like they're in a Nancy Myers movie. 100%. Like, am I, is this Ips complicated? Is it something's got to give? Like, I just live for that, you yeah. know, or am I, you know, in a Parisian street and I'm what, you know, I just want that kind of thing. And that was the emotive thing. So that wasn't really put down in any mood board, but that was just in the back of my head, that intangible mm. thing. Um, and so all of those things, I think kind of combined to create and go into this creative sort of sector and creative arts. Um, and I think that's probably where I kind of garnered all those sort of details and, and just the day to day things, you know, of like, how can we elevate the everyday? Mm. Um, cause it doesn't take much. It's just like things that you just now, 
and I need a lemon cheek <laughs> in my glass of water. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> lemon it's is necessary. great for you. It also looks chic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't take, you know, it takes nothing. Yeah. I feel like the one of the things that I really learned from your recent masterclass in particular, mm. the, the Mother's Day event, actually, which I brought yeah. my mum to. My mum says hi, by the way. Oh, she I loves love you. So sweet. She loves you. So um, but one of the things that I really took away from that day mm. was, is that it's like don't save the good things for yeah. a special occasion because yeah. every day is a special occasion and you can create this extra elevation and just make everything that little bit more enjoyable. Yes. And I think that that is what you have really mastered in everything that you do, like whether mm. it is a large scale project or whether it's just like a small interaction, it's like the attention to detail, detail. to create that. So it's not just a, a standard thing. It's not a standard experience, but yeah. you're actually not afraid to like use all the good things because they're they're there to be used yeah. and I, and could you maybe like talk about like how you like actually like frame that up for yourself like what's yeah. the thought process behind that from your perspective? Well, part started with sort of like growing up and and mum being an entertainer and kind of bringing everything out, but she does put things away and she's like, don't even go in next to that cabinet. <laughs> she's got like every cut glass from Waterford that have ever produced in this like antique glass fronted cupboard. And it's like locked. I'm like, we can get this out and we can use this, you know? So she's like, she does it, but like, it's like, it goes back. But then, and this is like so funny because it's like, it's an Oprah quote. This is where it started from. It's just, I love she said, Oprah. Oh, who doesn't? Yeah. Um, like she just said, use your good stuff. Mm. And that was when I was like, I watched it religiously when I was like growing up. And I just, that's just stuck with me for, like since till now. And it just, I don't know. It just, why do we wait to use the things that mm -hmm. make us feel good. Mm -hmm. And it's and it seems really sort of, you know, airy, but why can't I use a beautiful cut crystal glass in the bathroom as I have a sip of water before I'm going to bed or whatever it is? We shouldn't wait to kind of use those elements, right? Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I just sort of try and use that within every day. Um, and I think it just makes the little thing special. And not every day is like I'm not, bloody lemon cheeking at my water every time I'm sitting at the computer doing like 800 emails. Um, but it just, if you have those little moments in, in your head or if, you know, it's even a scented candle or like incense or like music is a massive part of my life. I have it on all the time. All those little detail mm. things make my bed every morning, which any, like my mother <sighs> would be like, what you make your bed every morning? Like, yes. Cause it sets you up for the day. Just having those little routine regimented tasks mm -hmm. sets your day up so much more clearly, you know, in, in a world that is just, there's so much going on all the time. If you have those little elements that are just the day to day and it just, you don't even have to think about them really. You just actually have to do them. Mm. Then you, you, it takes a lot of the pressure off. Yeah. I love this conversation so much mm. because so much of it reigns true for me. Like I always think like at home, I'm like, if I've got a full work day and a full work schedule, I'm like, how can I make my home office just feel that little bit more enjoyable yeah. so that my work day feels more enjoyable. So like playing some like music, like yep. lighting a candle, having a fresh like bunch of flowers on my desk makes the world totally. of difference and I feel like you really embody that because like even coming here just on a Thursday it's like mm. you can see that this is actually 
how you live. Yeah. Like you actually live and breathe exactly what you put out in the world. When you actually put things on Instagram, these beautiful stylistic videos or like photos of Rosedale or like images of work that you've done. Yeah. But then you come here and it's like, it's just a Thursday. Like you don't have an <laughs> event on today, yeah. but it's like, it's just as beautiful. That's just actually an extension of like who you are. And so I want to talk a little bit like about mm. authenticity because yeah. I think that this is something, especially in the world of Instagram and the digital age yeah. that we live in, where what we see is not always what we get. Mm. And so how did you really get to like lean into your authenticity and really like whether it's finding your voice, yeah. finding your style, like mm. finding who you really are, like, you know, how you feel, who you want to be. Yeah. What was that journey like for you? Do you know what? It all starts with who you are and what you stand for, right? And so obviously styling and interiors and lifestyle and fashion and food and travel and all those sort of things, that makes up what is I'm most passionate about. And so when you find what you're most passionate about and when you hone in on that skill and, you know, I started from pre-digital world, you know, as an intern for Bell Magazine, working for free for like a year and learning the ropes and working like 14, 16 hour days every day and you just do it because you love it. It's your passion. And so starting from that learning curve, I think, and you take that into your, to your everyday, right? Um, and so for me, it, it shouldn't be about putting anything on. It should just be an extension of you. Of course, when I've got a shoot or a big masterclass and I've got people coming, I'm going to elevate that and I'm going to make it, you know, I'm going to amp it all up because that's what you do when you have a birthday, a celebration, a wedding, whatever it is, you just, you, you amp it up. Right. But I think is a difference between doing something just for a particular shoot or to share with people and then sort of like completely packing that down and going home that something is completely different. And so it's definitely starting with your skill set. And I kind of changed tact around COVID time, I would say, because before that I was still doing lots of obviously styling, but it was sort of more in studio advertising, advertorial, editorial, because that was what it was going into, it was going into print. And then everything sort of shifted and you have to shift with those times, right? And so COVID was a big thing. We sort of moved out here during all that time. And I just sort of started sharing things and I thought, okay, what am I doing that people are engaging with? And how can I share what I love to do with my audience. And so shifting that perspective of doing, okay, I'm not shooting anything else that's going to be not at my house. And you know, every night, like if I'm on travel or I'm doing different things, that's all fine because that's part of an extension of what I'm doing at that particular time. But everything is going to be around my world. I don't want anything that's not authentic and anything that feels like it doesn't fit within my style. Mm. And so all these sort of different, and there's a lot to think about, right? But it's, really comes down to who you are as a person, what you're passionate about and what your skill set is. Mm. So those sort of things led me to go, right, I'm going to start sharing how to style a coffee table, a console, a bed, a bathroom vanity. Um, and and that all kind of went well. And I, and I love doing it because I'm doing that anyway, because I'm restyling the house 800 <laughs> times a day. But I just thought, let's just share that and 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 show people 
and share my skill set. And that was kind of, you know, and we'll lead on to that with what I did with the masterclass is like, okay, how can I take that now from the screen into uh, an adaptation of what I'm sharing on Instagram and what I do in my world as my work, but in real life Mm -hmm. with a a beautiful event. Um, And so, yeah, it's just staying true to who you are and, Mm -hmm. and, and sharing rather than kind of saying, look at me, I guess. That's so beautiful. I did want to ask you about the extension of, you know, going from digital to Mm. then opening up your home in the way that you and Mike have. Yeah. Because I think that a lot of people and what we see a lot is people create really beautiful homes Mm. perhaps, but Mm. then they don't really share it with the world. They don't really share it with anyone. And not only are you sharing it with your nearest and dearest and your mm. family and your friends and you're know, celebrating milestones and events yeah, here. Yeah. But you're actually opening it up to perfect strangers yes. in your home. Yeah. And it's like that's a big deal. Yes. You know? And so what was like the what was like the intention, the desire? Like mm. was this something that you and Mike discussed early on that like we yeah. want to create this beautiful property but we want to invite it like in share it with other like what was yeah. that thought process like Do you know what it wasn't even it wasn't sort of something i was thinking about from the get-go so we bought it we thought it'd be a really quick renovation we'd get in we'd have it on the weekend we'd you know michael loves the garden so he's outside i obviously love the house great tick 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 you know it'll be something for us to do and create together then it kind of morphed over the years and turned into what it is now but i with the masterclass in particular i i knew that i wanted to do something event in the event space because I used to style lots of different friends for all different brands and I just I love entertaining right it's just one of my favorite things to do in life and so I actually didn't even think about everyone coming and 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 from that point of view because people when they come like they still go how do you feel about people going through the house and they go can I walk upstairs I'm like yeah yeah, this is a house tour like you know (laughs) you can go anywhere you want to go but also I just even in the sort of first three years of having the place, like when our family and friends would come up and we'd have people all the time, which was so nice. It was like, oh, it's three hours, you know, three and a half hours away from Sydney. Are people going to come and visit us? Um, and and they did because they just wanted, you know, a little, a little break and a getaway. But it was so nice seeing my nieces and nephews running around the garden and, you know, mum and my sister cooking in the kitchen. And, and this was before it was all done. It was like, you know, it was pre-renovated, <laughs> which wasn't, you know, it was lovely, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't done. It wasn't done. what it is today. It wasn't it is today, exactly. Yeah. But it was just nice. Like I even loved when we were having, getting the new kitchen installed and we set up a kitchen on the back veranda. We had like a bucket with like water to wash up. We had um, a microwave. We had like a little kind of electric stove thing. And that was just part of that journey, like the renovation <laughs> journey. Like after a month, I was kind of like, okay, like I need the kitchen, <laughs> but I just, all those different things, mm-hmm. it was, it was fun. And so sharing all those experiences with everyone is just what made me go, oh, I just, I love when people come. And I think also flipping it to the people that do come for whatever reason. And it, you know, it's very sweet, but everyone seems to just say, oh my God, like, this is so beautiful. What a beautiful part of the world. What a lovely garden, house, whatever it is, which we never really thought about because we're just so busy working in, in it, it, right? They kind of remind us of of what we've done, mm. where we've come from, what we're doing. And 
And I think it just innately happened organically. Mm. We didn't set out to kind of go, we're going to open up. Even the farm stays, we were like, we're just going to leave those there. And then we're like, this is a really beautiful space. I wonder if we could open those up as guest houses and have people come and stay. And and that's been really lovely as well. And so I just, it was born from, I think, people's reactions. Mm-hmm you know, and, and wanting to share it because yeah. there's so many houses, like we love going to ha- people's houses yeah. and seeing what they've created. And Michael loves seeing the gardens. And when, whenever we travel, we're like, right, we're the best open gardens. Where can we go? And, and I think about the people that I follow and, and kind of look up to mm. in the design space. And I think if they had little things at their house, where you could go because in the, mm. when I first started the mask, I was like, why would anyone want to come here and you know, walk through the house, you know, you kind of have that thing in your head. Right. And then someone said, would you go, would you love to go to like Nate Burkus's house or Kelly Worst's house? I was like, you know what? Yes, I would. (laughs) Yes, I would. (laughs) So I kind of get it from that point of view. And then, and then it just kind of grew from there. And then now I just love creating these events and putting different spins on them and sharing these days with people. And then you meet people like you and like, you know, we're now friends and it's just, a nice human connection that is born from what I do. From that very first day, it was like, whoa, okay, not just is this property so beautiful, but there's Mm. something really special that has been created here. And it was like even the kinds of people that were here Mm. were just so beautiful. And everyone was so happy to be here. And everyone was just like so, I feel like so respectful as well because it's like it actually feels like, a privilege to come into someone's home whose work Mm. you've admired for so many years. Like I don't even know how many years. It feels like such a treat from like the, from the consumer's Mm. side and perspective Mm. to be like, wow, what a privilege it is to like not just get to look at these beautiful, pretty photos on Instagram, these really cool, like (laughs) incredible stylistic how-to videos, which like I love, but it's like, whoa, I get to come and like feel it. And that's the thing. It's like, it's a different feeling when you're here in person. And it's Mm. like, no photo could do that. Just like that feeling justice. Yeah. And a lot of people say that, which is really lovely. And I think even before, so the very first time we turned up to view the property, which is, you know, six and a half years ago, it, we felt the same thing. And everyone always says, you know, when you, when you find the right place, you, you just know intrinsically inside. And I think the conversation shifted when we were just standing at the back of the dam, we weren't talking like, Oh, what do you think? How are you feeling? Do you think this is the right idea? We were talking like, I think we should probably do that garden bed first. And then maybe we'll start with, you know, opening that section. And we are just talking like we had, you know, owned it. And this mm. is the very first time we had seen the property. Mm. Um, and so I think that just, you know, you know, inside you, right. But even that first experience, I just, there was something about it and, you know, and it's a beautiful part of the world and there's beautiful, you know, surrounded by beautiful gardens and trees and all that kind of stuff. So that obviously lends itself, you know, we love nature. Um, but I think you you feel it. Where, and, you know, it's not just this property. There's so many places that you can feel. Um, but that was definitely one of the telltale signs of, like, this is meant to be. This is the one. Yeah. 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 I want you to own your ambition, get the right support, and learn how to level up your life. But how do you harness that ambition, find the right support, and learn how to level up without the overwhelm, having to do it all alone and with limited bandwidth? Introducing the Up Level Experience. 
my community of women owning their power, doing life together, and learning how to level up with a combination of live virtual sessions, masterclasses, hot seat coaching, guest speakers, community access, and so much more. Take your personal finances, health, and relationships to the next level. Get exclusive access, resources, and connections. Learn the tools, tactics, and strategies that work for you and experience it whenever and wherever you are. I love seeing the transformation already taking place, like the feedback in this email. It's put a spotlight on the areas where I'm self-sabotaging and also playing small. I'm becoming much more clear on the steps I need to take to get to the level I want to be, but not getting overwhelmed by the steps ahead of me like I would have in the past or this DM I received. The up-level experience has enabled me to step into my personal power and become a high-worth, high-value woman. I've learned to get up and move no matter what. I've been prepared to make big shifts in my life, which I previously would have felt overwhelmed by. So in love with the energy inside this container. Is it time to invest in yourself and step up a level in life? I want to help you do just that. And that's why as a Boston Hills listener, you'll receive a VIP upgrade on sign up, which includes a 60 minute one-on-one call with yours truly valued at $555. Places are limited. So for more information on how to join, click the link in the episode show notes. It's your time to shine with the up-level experience. I want to maybe switch gears a Mm. little bit because I kind of want to talk about like you and I want to talk about (laughs) like, what is it like to live like a day in the life of Mm. Steve Mm -hmm. Cordoni? Because like we came up here this morning and you'd like done your whole routine and you'd been to the gym and like you're making your like morning smoothie (laughs) and like all of these like really beautiful things. And I'm sure that in your world, probably no two days are exactly the same. And you're always dealing with different projects and maybe Mm. some days you're in the city, some days you're based here in Rosedale. But like what does a typical kind of day look like and and how do you really love to start your day up? Being a creative, for many, many years I've just been like all over the place, right? I just like get up and I go or like I used to stay up really late, work, work, work because that's when I like my creative juice was a firing. Then I met Michael and he's so routine more routine than anyone that I ever know. <laughs> like he wakes up at five o'clock every day. Yeah. Five, five thirty. Like me. Yeah. Early. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm waking up at like seven, eight o'clock every day. He'd take the dog for a walk for an hour, come back, go to the gym, go to work, come home, take the dog for another walk, cook dinner, bed at nine, nine thirty. Yeah. And that has been like with <laughs> obviously, you know, with some fluctuations along the 14 years yeah. of our relationship, yeah. that has been him. I'm like, <laughs> Sometimes I'm up here. Sometimes I'm in bed at one o'clock and and I'm up at 10 o'clock in the morning. Then I'm at bed at six, like just all over the shop. Yeah. So he's instilled that in me, which is great. So now I go to bed pretty much like 9, 30, 10 most nights. Um, Wake up at about 6, 6, 30 Mm. most mornings. I always start, and this is only in the last two years, I'm going to say this. Um, And this is sort of, you know, through a lot of different things of things happening work-wise, being way too stressed out, sort of not really enjoying it because I was kind of had too much going on and not being present in my actual world. And so I was like, what I need to start with me, like, Mm. you know, 
at, at the deepest core without sounding too woo-woo, but I just kind no. of really went down that path and I kind of love it now. And so, you know, I got a meditation mentor and I did acupuncture and I met this kinesiologist, Matt Burke, and um, just did all the things, Ayurvedic detoxes and retreats in Byron. I just kind of wanted to learn and try so many different things and see what would work for me. And I probably went a bit too hard. Um, but now <laughs> I've kind of taken those things that I think work for me, right? So I meditate every morning when I wake up. So 20 minutes in the morning and then in the afternoon or the evening before I go to bed. So, and I've probably missed like probably seven days worth in the last two years since I started. That's amazing. Which is like for me, who was like all <laughs> over the shop, like I'm in the city, I'm in the country, I'm traveling. I'm like, it was just my, everything was all of the, even my eating patterns. Mm. Um, and then coming back to that routine thing, and I was actually talking to Lockie, my trainer this morning about routine. And so even though, you know, I eat really well and, you know, we've got like a great veggie garden here and I try to do organic things and um, as much as I can and, and smoothies and all that kind of stuff, which I genuinely love, it just depends on my day. So now we're working really on that. So 6.30, get up, meditate for 20 minutes, go to the gym, come home, usually check emails, do any calls I need to do with the team, um, and then get ready for the day, whether I'm shooting, whether I am working on any projects just at the computer. Then the afternoon I had a shoot. Then I went to do a grocery shop. Then I cooked dinner, did social stuff because I kind of usually post around 8 o'clock, had yeah. some tea, and then, yeah, meditate and bed beautiful yeah but it changes like that's yeah. the thing like if i'm in the city i try to kind of still get up the, you know the meditation is the one non negotiable non negotiable mm, yeah. it's never going to be perfect there's always times that you know i travel so i'll go away and i'm like i am going to eat dessert three times a day you know or i'm going to whatever it is but i think you come back you get back onto that routine because that takes a lot of the day thinking out of those everyday things that you don't have to really worry about, then you can kind of work on the things that you you need to actually give the energy towards. Exactly. I yeah. love this conversation so much because mm. I like I'm obsessed with routines. Yeah. And I feel like what's really cool about a routine is that people often feel like it sounds really restrictive to them. But it's yeah. like if you don't like the word routine, you can call it like a morning flow. Yeah. Or like yeah, you can yeah. call it whatever you want. But Absolutely. it's like the series of like predictable things that you do every morning that just you know when you do them, mm. you feel so much better for it. Yes. And it really just sets your entire day up for so much success. Correct. Even making the bed thing. Yeah, huge. Like, I can't I can't leave my home in the morning without making the bed. Like yeah. that's like the number one thing yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah. All those little things. It's like it's aesthetically more pleasing, but it's also like the first task of the mm. day is mm. done. I have to ask you about like I, I told you I love D. Details. Yes. Your yes. favorite smoothie. Oh, and love and this. what kind of coffee do you <laughs> have? Tell me the smoothie podcast. Because I will show. talk about smoothies for like two hours. <laughs> like Steve's like smoothie show. <laughs> Maybe you should do like a Steve's Lara smoothie and series. Smoothie series. I freaking yeah. love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've got two on my repertoire. I usually I've just kind of gone into this new one, but I'll start with my OG, which is the green smoothie. So all organic, but you don't, you have to do all organic. Is it from your, no, uh, no. some of it, yes. Yeah. Okay. So all the green, the greens that I put in there, there's still, even though it's winter, there's still like lots of kale, which is amazing and chard and rainbow chard, which is awesome. So I'll do banana, dates, uh, almond milk. 
I will do what kind of almond milk? Um, Nutty Bruce. That's the one I use. It's my favorite. Yes. Okay. Yeah, good. Absolute favorite. I put lots of greenery in there. Um, so chard or kale or baby spinach or whatever it is. Then I'll have wild uh, blueberries just from the freezer. And is that it? And then I'll put my probiotics, prebiotics, um, collagen, whatever I've got. Cinnamon. I don't do cinnamon. You don't use cinnamon. No, sometimes I put a. I've got these really beautiful um, uh, spreads from the Whole Foods Refillery, which is this awesome brand, and they've got like cashew nut butter and almond butter and cinnamon donut spread, which is like this kind of all organic, healthy stuff, but it tastes like tastes it's incredible. Amazing. So even now that I'll mix that up, but that's kind of like my staple. And then the one that I had this morning was actually banana, gluten-free oats, almond milk, um, that sort of nut butter thing, collagen, probiotic, prebiotic, uh, ice. Mm, and that's it. And that's like my, like, I feel like that's my naughty smoothie. Cause it's like okay. a little bit kind of like sweet and like chocolatey. <laughs> um, but, it, and then protein powder, sorry, protein mm. powder, vegan pea protein. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And do you have coffee in the morning? Very rarely, ah. very rarely. Like I'll, I'll have it if I need a little bit of a kick, but I try not to maybe do it like middle of the day, but I'm not like, I like coffee, but I'm not like wedded to it. Okay. Like I'm not like I need this to get me going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so it just depends. Depends okay. on the day. It depends on how you feel on yeah. the day. Or if I'm at a restaurant, then yes, it'll be like a, a post-lunch thing. Yeah. Or even potentially dinner. It doesn't kind of like affect me that much. Mm. Um, but I don't need it to like kickstart my day. Yeah. Like there's days that I will, but it's like not a like non-negotiable. It's not a necessity yeah. in your life. Yeah. I love that. I, I don't rely say, on it to get me going. I can tell you this. Like last week I had to go the whole week without coffee because I got my teeth whitened and you're on this oh, like yes, white food cannot. diet for yes. like a couple of days. How did you feel? Um, for the first day I had the most splitting headache, headache. and the shakes <laughs> and I was like, this is really not a good sign. Yeah. I need to have at least one day a week that I'm yes. not taking. It's just you not, need not then good. A straw. Yeah, I know. Just, but I think I need to like wean my, I only have one a day, but I'm like, oh, it good. was, it was just like. And one or two a day is absolutely yeah. fine. Like that's kind of like the, the normal I really thing. enjoy it though. Do you know what totally. I mean? Like I have and such And I love a, the ritual of that. I do. Like going out to a cafe or even creating like, you know, we've got coffee machines everywhere and like just creating that little thing. Yeah. Like that little, that's a it ritual. Is. It's like you know? I savor the moment. Yeah. It's like a moment in my morning where I'm just sitting. Usually I'll go sit out in the sunshine and yep. I've got like the morning sun on my face and I'm like slowly Perfect. sipping. It is a dream. So, yep. but maybe I need to, you know, replace that with one of Steve's shakes. <laughs> so one, one, you can do one both. <laughs> you can put it, you could make like a little, you know, espresso martini smoothie. <laughs> But like ditch the alcohol yeah. <laughs> for the morning. That's amazing. I love that. I'm going to add that to the repertoire. <laughs> totally, totally. What about self-care rituals? Like mm. what is your favourite ways that you really like look after yourself, take yeah. care of yourself, like yeah. from even like a, a typical self-care perspective, but even yeah. just like how you recharge yourself as well yeah. with everything that you've got going on. So the biggest thing, and these are the things that like, I think pre two years ago of me, like kind of being really stressing, like, oh my God, I need to change something in my life. It was always like, go, 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 go. Oh, I need a massage or oh, I need to go away and just sit on a beach for like five days. And it was always like, run, 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 stop hard. But now I integrate it almost into my daily life. Right. So then I don't feel like, oh, you know, 
I used to say, babe, I just need to go away. You know, I've been working for four months, like nonstop. I'm so burnt out. And it was just like this kind of cycle of up and down, up and down. And it just is not, it's not healthy. And so two years ago when I started, you know, on my little wellness journey, I just realized that it needs to be integrated into your daily, weekly, monthly world, right? And so from the granular, it's the meditation like we mentioned. I love, love, love a bath and with magnesium salts. Yeah. Magnesium flakes. You got to have the magnesium flakes. Um, and then, you know, whatever bath oil or whatever I put in. Um, essential oils, like I love just having my diffuser on and it's like lavender and it's, you know, tea tree and it's, um, you know, vetiver, whatever it is, bergamot, all those different things that I love to create like the sense because that kind of like charges me up. Um, but then I love obviously training, infrared saunas. I'll do that sort of as many times as I can. And then like, like I love skincare, have always been into it ever since. Like my skin was quite bad when I was young growing up. Um, and so that was always this thing that was in my head of like, oh my, and it was my one self-conscious thing. Well, and my feet. Um, as I put my feet away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you're always a number one. You're always, you're always barefoot. Because I, I just, <laughs> I don't know why, but I hate, like, I love shoes, obviously, but I don't like wearing shoes and socks. Like, I love just being barefoot. I don't know if it's a grounding thing. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Anyway. Grounding is incredible, though. Like, just, do you just yeah. walk around the farm barefoot, like, outside all Most the time? Most of the time, that's yeah. that's so great for you. I love it. Like, yeah. it's cold at the moment, so yeah. I'm like, oh, I need my shoes. But I love it. Um, So that, that, and then, yeah, just give myself, like, a facial. Like, or go in to have a massage, mm-hmm. like, if I can. But even, like, an at-home facial. Like, I'll do a steam kind of thing with my face, and then I'll put in a mask or do, like, an exfoliating thing and then put on some beautiful serums. And even that ritual, and I used to do it every Sunday, and I haven't done it for a couple of weeks. Um, but those little things I can integrate into mm-hmm. my everyday uh, ju- have made such a difference. It's just a big part of my world now, and mm-hmm. I, it goes hand-in-hand hand with with my space and and how I live, like it's an extension of you, right? If you're mm-hmm. feeling your best and it's not even about the looking thing. I think growing up for all those years, it was a look thing. It was a vanity thing. Now it's like, I want to feel like the best that I can feel inside. And it doesn't happen every day. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I get up and I'm like, I'm exhausted and I'm not feeling creative and I just want to sit around and do nothing. And every now and then I will do that because that's absolutely okay. But prior to like this, I would always feel so guilty, mm. so guilty. And then it doesn't help when you've got like Energizer buzz- Bunny as like a partner <laughs> yeah. who does not stop, yeah. literally like 24-7, cannot sit still. Yeah. And But I love my downtime, mm. even if it's a Sunday in front of the fire and I'm just on the sofa and I've got a magazine or a book or even if I'm scrolling, I try not to do that too much. But even just that and having that brain of like do what you want to do, mm. be a sloth for, you know, a few hours or the day, whatever it is, because you're allowed, to, you're entitled to that. Yeah. And then, you know, the next day you get up and you feel different because every day is different. It is. It's really that permission piece. I feel like yeah. for a lot of us, especially yep. when you grow up and you are just kind of like this high performing like a type personality which is all about achieve 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 do 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 and it's actually not normalized within our body within our nervous system that Mm -hmm. actually you're allowed to have a sloth day and you're actually giving yourself the permission to do that because you're going to be more effective you're going to be more productive when you do get back into your work you're going to be really focused and present with what you're doing as Mm -hmm. opposed to constantly 
pushing, pushing, pushing and using this force yeah. to do this and we end up burning ourselves out. Also, totally, but also feeling bad about it. Mm-hmm. The guilt. Like, the guilt of, and I used to feel that all the time mm. because I was like, go, 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 go. I was always a yes person. I would never say no to anything and and that's what led to my burnout. And it was kind of, it was gradually coming. So your body every now and then when it knows something's going on, it will give you a little tap. Mm. Then it will give you a little sort of a little hit Mm. And then it will give you a punch and then it will give you a slap across the face. And I was about like a, a kind of punch, I reckon. And and I had to kind of give into that and go, okay, what am I doing that is not making me the best version of myself that I can actually give to everyone? I was like, oh, no, but I'm giving to everyone. And I'm doing the best that I can. And I'm working so hard for these different brands and people and mm. whoever it is. And, and then we were renovating and it was around that time because we were just like literally working full time, renovating full time. You were churning through funds because we wanted to make this the best it could be. So then you're working extra hard to kind of do that. So it's all, it's all of your own doing, mm. but it was, it, it had to kind of come to a point and it did absolutely. Um, and then you have to kind of re, re, configure Mm. your whole world and it just always 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 starts with you Mm. and a lot of people think that's selfish because you have to look into yourself but if you don't look inside yourself and go right how am i feeling am i the best version that i can be then you can't actually give that to anyone else exactly so it's kind of like a double-edged sword it actually is you have to start with you to look inside yourself and and make sure that that you're feeling the best you can then Everything just feels like falls into place. Absolutely. And you can give the best version to family, friends, partners, work, colleagues. Yeah. And it makes it so much easier. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly believe that if you're not good to yourself first, Mm. then you're not going to be able to be good for everyone else. Like no one else is going to be able to get the best version of you. And so all of these little ways of actually giving to yourself and, you know, filling up your own cup first before you then clock on to doing the client work and the running around and, you know, responding to everybody else's demands and requests of you. It's like I can actually have so much energy to do those things Mm. when I filled up my cup first. And that's been like such a huge thing for me. I suffered from burnout as well. Like Mm, I got the physical mm. symptoms of it. Like, you know, every now and then I would just crash and burn. And it was like, this is just not a sustainable model and there is a better way. And it feels like you and I have actually both gone on such a similar journey with this because like, I really just believe in like instilling those little moments of self-care throughout my day through like the morning routine, you know, Mm. going for it, having a break, going out for a long walk outside in the sun shine around lunchtime, you know, like really protecting your peace, protecting your space. I wanted to ask you, like, how do you really deal with that now? Like, Mm. what are some of the tools or strategies that you've put in place to really protect your peace, whether it is around, you know, you putting your phone in a different room in the evenings or just like learning how to kind of say no in a more, you know, graceful way way. for things that are not aligned to you. Totally. And I think I think all those decisions become much easier when you work out how you feel and when you're so much more comfortable inside yourself and and say no or, you know, really trust your instinct. So before I worked on myself, you know, and it took a lot of time, right? Um, but before that, I was just, like I said, yes, please. Yes, we'll do everything. Um, so working on that and not feeling guilty about it. I think a lot of people hear all these sort of things and go, yep, cool, cool. And I, I got to work on myself, but they just don't. And for whatever reason, like, you know, they've got family, they've got kids, they're trying to 
be the best person they can to everyone else, but not themselves. It really starts with you. And it's those little things, like you said, and not every day I'm like the bloody Dalai Lama well of wellness, <laughs> you know, some days I'm just like, do you know what? And even, even with my meditation, those days that I kind of miss, it was like, I'm just so tired tonight. I just want to go to bed or I actually just don't want to sit up and I just want to, you know, go to bed. And that's totally fine. Um, and so all of those little things like the, the no phone by the bed, try to do it like an hour before going to bed and even in the morning. And I feel so much better mm, for it. And it's, yeah. but it's so hard because like you were saying, like it's so addictive it is. and it's just such a huge part of the world. But now I go, no, I put that away. And, and the meditation is great because that's 20 minutes. I know just before I'm you know about to go to bed that there's, there's nothing on. Um, and I light a candle and, you know, have whatever on. And some people will go, oh my God, this, that sounds like a kind of hippie woo woo thing. But I just, I just love those little elements and it's like, cool, candle on or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and it just makes me go, okay, shut down. This is time for me. But you know, some days I'm really good and I'm like, boom, 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 got all these things in a line. But then sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I forgot to train today. And you know, I'm, I've been sitting down too much at the computer. Um, but that's okay too, because then you kind of go, okay, well, before bed, I'm just going to stretch for half an hour yeah. um, or whatever, whatever it is for you, you know? Mm. Um, and I had chronic pain at that time. Like, you know, when I was going through that kind of stressy time and everything was just sore and I just had these sharp pains and no one knew what it was. And I got every test you can imagine under the sun. And I was just like, just nothing. But it was just those things where you go, oh God. And that's your body telling you, hey, 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 let's chill. For six months, I just didn't get it. And I was like, no, 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 I'm dying. I was about to fly to LA to see this brain doctor wow. who I saw Kendall Jenner talk to <laughs> and Miranda Kerr. I was like, right, I've got to see him. Yeah. He's going to find the thing that's oh, inside me. Oh, I think me. I know who you're talking about. Dr. Yeah, Armin. Yes. So I was like, no, He's I've got to go incredible. see him. Amazing. Yeah. And I still actually want to do it, but now I don't go it as like, oh Not my God, what are you going to find? State. I want to go from, oh, I'm really interested in this. I'm like, I'm so into all of these mm. things now. Um but and more you know, from a place of optimization, correct? Rather correct. than like scarcity or like or just fear. Yes, yeah, yes, and that's what it was really. It was mm. it was the fear of like what is it? And and if you trust your gut, like there there's something, and you should you know do regular testing and all that kind of stuff, right? I am no doctor by any means, <laughs> but I think you just you kind of know and 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 I'm just on this journey now of like mm. finding things that are like that work for me. Yeah. And I love it. I love how you've really gone on this journey and now you really get to really live the benefits of it because you just feel better and you feel yeah. like you trust yourself yes. so much more as well. You learn to listen to these signs of listening to your body as opposed to constantly overriding it. And I think that totally. that's a really powerful internal wisdom that all of us have if mm. we actually just like kind of block out the noise and like go inwardly yes. through meditation or through other practices, which actually allows you to just get back mm. to you and connect mm. back to you. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, isn't life really about you getting back to the essence of who you really are yeah. and living your true authentic self and yeah. like living at your fullest, highest expression of you. And yep. I think that that is what you really encapsulate so beautifully, mm. Steve, like in every mm that you do and in everything that you create it is just such a coming from such that authentic place of truth and this is just mm. who you are and you, you really feel that and it's really really special so thank you sweet yeah, my pleasure <laughs> and I wanted to ask you a couple of 
rapid fire questions oh, I love rapid before fire. we wrap up. Yep, love and it. the first question I wanted to ask you mm. is what is one piece of advice that you would give to your 20 year old self? I would say things change and things shift and listen to your gut instinct. Cause I think I always kind of, you know, it would come up and it would tell you and you would go, no, 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 no. Just like keep on pushing that down. And that was, a f- that was lots of different things that I think the number one thing was sort of like not being out and kind of not, you know, being able to live my true authentic kind of self. And that mm. kind of, I think if you don't feel that as a person, you can't really change and grow and move and change. Mm. Um, and I think everything happened after that, you know, it was like 25 and I met Mike and then everything just sort of bursted, um, you know, in, in every facet of my world. Right. And so I think just listen and also know that things change and shift and evolve and you're going to have some great times, but also some not so great times. And you see so many things online, you feel like you've got to be up all the time and like, oh my God, why not? It's like the happiness trap. Right. And so now you just, I take the good with the bad and I try to be content with every moment. And look, I'm not great at it all the time because you're not supposed to. Okay, next rapid fire. Yeah, that wasn't very rapid, sorry. Okay, was, I'm gonna be it's quick okay. This you time. know what? You can be as I'm long be- <laughs> or as, as quick as you want. Like I got all day. Like <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay, love it. Love it. Question two yeah. is what habit, routine or ritual mm. has most positively impacted your life? Meditation. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> That's easy. We're talking about it the whole time. I know. And you're yeah. talking that you do you were talking about the fact that you do transcendental yes. meditation as Correct. well. Yeah. yeah. So I've got a mantra um, and and I use that and I do breathing exercise before mm-hmm. that. I actually use a, um, a app called Insight Timer and it's awesome. So even if you just don't use it as a timer, you can do the the kind of guided meditations and they're awesome. And I started with that. Um, but now I've done a course and and I actually really love it. Um, so that definitely is is number one. It just gives 20 minutes to your brain mm. to just, and you know, I think a lot of people ask me and they're like, oh, how do you do it though? My brain doesn't stop. I'm like, sometimes I'll be sitting there and I am designing a room. <laughs> Like in my head <laughs> or like planning like my birthday party or whatever it is. It's like it can be whatever it needs to be. Not one meditation I've ever had over the past two years is has been the same. Like literally sometimes I'll feel like I'm floating. Sometimes I feel like I'm sinking into the, the, the chair. Sometimes I'll be like zhuzhing flowers in my head. <laughs> Like it's just whatever it needs to be. The other question I wanted to ask you is what is the best investment that you have ever Mm. made? My team, Mm. because I used to do everything by myself. Mm. Everyone's like, oh, have you got a team of like 20 people? I was like, no, no, just me. Because I was a complete control freak. OCD, no one could do anything as good as me. And which is obviously not true, but that's how I used to, no, no, I need to be in control of this all the time, every five seconds. Um, and so investing in that and the time to find it, cause like, I'm never going to find anyone that's going to be passionate about my business and blah, blah, blah. And I did, you can't do it all yourself. And that's obviously true of what I did because I was going through all those times of like, <laughs> and I feel like I'm dying. So, yeah. you know, you need to kind of grab that support sort of system, um, which is number one. I wanted to ask you, like, what have you gotten better at saying no to? Mm. Things that aren't aligned with my passion Mm -hmm. and things that I felt guilty to say no to because I'm going to hurt someone's feelings or 
or maybe you feel like you're going to, if I say no to that, I'm never going to get booked by this company again or whatever it is. Right. Um, but unless I felt passionate about it, unless it was a good decision in terms of brand and, and business, and it's okay to mm. say no, because you're not going to miss out on things because sometimes even if it's a brand that you say no to, and you think you're not going to get a call up from them again, because it doesn't work right for that time, they'll come back. They want you more. And I wanted to ask you, out of all of the things that you do, mm. what is the number one thing that you want to be remembered for the most? Oh, it's like this is your life. It's loaded. It's I loaded. know. Um, do you know what? I always used to say like, oh, my God, I'm like, why am I getting so stressed about this? I'm not saving lives. I'm not like a brain surgeon or a doctor or whatever. But then uh, someone said to me, but you kind of share how – to create a space that make people feel good on a daily basis. I was like, do you know what? I'll take that because that's probably my number one thing, right? Mm-hmm. I just, I love creating spaces, experiences, moments, events that take people to a different place. And even just for like a couple of hours or whatever it is, or it's like a beautiful dinner that's set, the emotive response from from what I am creating whether that whatever that is 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 probably the main thing i think mm. yeah and like what is coming up next for you like mm. what can you share and what can you talk about that you know people yeah. who want to maybe like come into your world we're uh about to launch in the next couple of weeks so we're going to do a christmas in the city oh workshop series oh my gosh which is very exciting so we're going to do <gasps> uh different events over the course of three days um, in the city and they're sort of still small groups, but we've got different people coming in like school, like a florist and a sommelier and all that kind of thing. Um, And it's going to be Christmas themed and there'll be a giftorium so you can buy all these amazing things and, um, you know, get ready for Christmas and masterclass, tablescaping, food, champagne, get your Christmas portrait, all that kind of stuff. So something that we've never done before, but like super excited. And then we're doing, we'll do another Christmas masterclass end of November uh, at the farm mm. because I just love doing things. And we've got the new pool area and we have never done actually a Christmas masterclass. So this will be the very first yeah. Christmas masterclass, um, which we'll be doing, which is exciting. I need to come for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, You're going to be able to teach them soon. Life. You'll be like, hi, guys, welcome. <laughs> this is my masterclass. I'm Lara. You know, this is how you start a table. I will, like, co-host, like, my little <laughs> part of it. And, like, yeah, I, I'm, like, literally here for life. You're like, I'm in good. for life. I love yeah. it. And people can maybe stay tuned with, like, buying tickets for these things, like, yes. on Instagram, yeah. website. Like, We're going to launch it. Yeah. So probably we... We're just working out the nuts and bolts and all the special guests and the dates and everything because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot going on at the end of the year. So, yes, we'll be announcing on a social EDM website, all that kind of yeah, stuff in amazing. the next probably couple of weeks. Yeah, and good. the farm stays people can book via like the Rosedale yeah. Farm website yep. and Airbnb directly yep, as well. Yeah, yeah. either all, yeah. Um, which is exciting. And that's been actually really nice too. Like uh, everyone's so lovely. Like I think because they've been following the journey as well and like just – just the stories that we just hear, like, it's just so nice. I'm like, oh, we're renovating too. And I've got so much inspiration and mm. I just want to come and be here and, 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 you know, live it. And, and I've loved doing that. Like I want to be a hotelier now. Oh. Like it just gives me so much like joy. 
yeah. all the details, like what hand soap are we going to use? And like, what are the flowers on the side table going to be? And like, what books and what food offering and what like coffee, like I just, I love it's, so, that. it's so fun. It's incredible. Like what yeah. you've created, irrespective of whether it is like a masterclass, like, you know, the farm <laughs> state is just like, it is mm. such a special experience. It is just it. such a masterpiece. And I just wanted to say like, thank you so oh much. Oh my God, for, thank you for coming for out. I love this. I have loved every minute <laughs> oh. of it. Like I, Likewise. this has really been like such a dream to Thank do you. this with you. I just like love, adore, appreciate you Ditto. so much. Oh, and thank you. Yeah, I feel like I'm always just gonna be like <laughs> the showing. OG. I think your mum even said to me, she she's, like, like, she's, she's like, she's like, <laughs> Lara, like you're li- you're literally like the number one. Class. <laughs> like, you I'm are. Like, you are now <laughs> the second daughter that I never. I had, know. So. I feel like I'm like part of the family. It's like. Uh-huh. I love your mum. I love your family. I love Mandy. Like all of you are so uh, awesome. So yeah. thank you so much Pleasure. for doing thank this you for with coming. me. I appreciate, I it. appreciate you so much. Thank you. And thank you so much to everyone for listening. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Boss in Heels podcast. Be sure to visit bossinheels.com for a ton of information, resources, and articles on all things career and personal development. And subscribe to this podcast for all future episodes. 